0: Sitting comfortably, let the world go and bring your hearts and minds into a focused present moment awareness. Let this awareness spread throughout the body, being aware of the body, from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet. And feel yourself in the sitting posture. You can take off your glasses. We're developing the power of inner seeing. So we're not relying on the optical way of seeing, but on insight, interior sight. Dedicate yourself to staying present and to awareness of the mind's activity. What we're trying to do here is focus really well on one point to get the mind to be still and not to be wavering, that unwavering mind rather than many waves, waves of thought, of worry, of distraction, of inattention. By bringing the mind and our mental focus to the body, to the breath, to the present moment, we're able to hone our attention skillfully. Just the way when you take a photograph with your camera, you focus on one object and you try to get it into sharp relief, into sharp view so that you can see it very clearly. And the same way by focusing the mind and our intention to be present. We stay with one object of focus, starting with the breath, or starting with a point, a place on the body, and scanning the body point by point. Whatever method you use, We're sharpening and refining our ability to see, to attend to what the mind is in contact with through the knowing faculty. Staying centered like the center of a wheel Allow yourself to drink from the silence. When you dive into the ocean, the world is inaudible. And here we dive into the ocean of our mind. It's like a vast ocean. At first we're only skimming at the surface. But as we refine our attention, we go deeper into the most deep recesses of the mind. It's an oceanic exploration to understand the nature of the mind. But to understand it Our attention has to be laser sharp. So letting go the world and being fully in the experience of this mental space just like a rocket blasts upwards into space and then goes into orbit around the object of its orbit. So we dive down into the space, the vastness of this mental sphere, and we hover around the object of our attention. So if you're attending to the breath, see that the breath itself, Is empty. There's nothing solid in there. And when the mind becomes quiet, we can begin to experience the vastness of space in the mind. And then we realize the element of that mental space. We begin to know Emptiness itself, and the mind is not fluttering, not drawing back into worldly thoughts, memories, preoccupations. So we leave all that behind, we turn towards the mind itself. This knowing. When it is unconditioned, untainted by the mental hindrances that draw us back into busyness and activity, worry, craving, attachment, aversion, fear, greed, exhaustion, eternally restless, when we can overcome the doubts and trust in this journey, we truly let go into the presence of truth. What is this truth? What is it? Taste that. Taste that knowing of each breath Or the knowing of the knowing. The knowing of consciousness itself. To be aware and to see even consciousness arising and fading away. Moment by moment. We see impermanence. We cannot stop that then we experience the inherent suffering of experience. Always changing, change, change. But intrinsically empty. That's the mystery. The truth of the way things are like this. And that is liberating. Who are we? What are we? Where are we? What is this we-ness, me-ness, that we must relinquish? This is a stark form of letting go. when we realize that that which we cling to divides us from the truth, we begin to see the value of relinquishing, of letting go our attachment to what is not secure, but we have forever believed it is secure. Where is their security? not in clinging to that which is impermanent, the cause of our suffering, and empty in and of itself. So, in fact, we are clinging to nothing. Nothing. We're just clinging to our belief that this is something when it is nothing. What a freedom to see that, to know that, to bow to that. When we bow, the ego relents, We can only truly bow to this moment in a state of relinquishment when the ego lies down and gives up. The giving up, that is the first practice. That is the generosity of being present, that we're really here, present. Witness, engaged, fully, undivided attention to what is in front of us. In fact, we are in it. It is everything, everywhere, and yet there is nothing at all, nothing substantial to hold on to. There is only this awareness of that. That's all. Awareness knowing itself. Free. At one with truth. Unencumbered. Unburdened. Pure and simple. remembering to return to this knowing of the presence as we sit. This is mindfulness. Mindfulness helps us mind the mind. In essence, it is the most important work that we can do. It requires our utmost dedication to keep returning to that inner work. There is no time of the world. There is no schedule of the world. There is no distraction of the world. And we can dedicate truly to this inner journey. We practice that if the mind flutters back to its worldly activities responsibilities we coax it gently patiently we coach ourselves to come back to the inner work We tend to this mental energy, directing it in the best possible way towards the highest understanding, towards the realization of the Dhamma within our own heart. At the center of all this, is the heart. It is not an intellectual collaboration. It is an intuitive experience. Empirical. No one else can do this for us. We cannot copy Anyone, we have to walk this ourselves by our own power of intention, by our own interior direction, by our trust, by our effort. seeing, breath by breath, the way inward. We do this for our own freedom, freeing ourselves from the mental shackles. But we also are offering a great gift to the world, to everyone. When we purify the mind in this way, that is a gift. It is a blessing. It is sacred. Therefore, We keep going, exploring, investigating, seeing, and knowing. Through the power of this pure intention, we arrive in the vicinity of Nibbāna. Imagine, we are directing the mind towards that utmost, highest, supreme liberation from suffering itself. Yes, we are in the presence of Nibbana, the Buddha's own realization is our potential nothing less. We have to be courageous to continue these acts of sacrifice, of devotion. It is a worship, a love, like no other, selfless, not for gratification not for gain nor honor but for that realization a deep understanding of truth we go along we are together but we are essentially alone So cherish this opportunity, rare as it is, difficult as it may be. The only solution to our troubles is the path to peace and enduring happiness. the possibility of going beyond fear. Fear of death. Fear of life. Fear of anything. Through our understanding of what is real, what is true. through our refuge in the Buddha's own awakening, the Dhamma to which he awakened, and our determined following in the footsteps of his disciples, the Arya Sangha and the Arahants of all the centuries that followed the Buddha. These are the three jewels that will light the way for us. Whenever we are lost, confused, distressed or discouraged, we take refuge in these jewels. We treasure them. We are uplifted. We embody them.